It is Friday, January 5th, 2024. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride as well. And we start out with some breaking news on Friday, and that is that Michael Brantley has called it a career. My dude, my guy, the hit doctor. Such a good, good human being, and what a fantastic baseball player. I know you played against him a lot there in the American League Central. Uh, outstanding career for him. A hundred percent. He had some really, really great years uh, in Cleveland. Then he's gone on to do some good things with the other franchises he's been with. Um, there's a couple guys who I played against or with that I thought were just absolute hitters, like complete hitters. And Michael Brantley's one of them, a guy that never got fooled on a pitch. You know, when you see guys with that type of balance and that type of pitch recognition, you know, they're going to go places and have a, a long stay in the game. Um, because that's the hardest thing as a hitter is your pitch recognition. And can you be on time? Uh, Michael Brantley was always on time, Dr. Smooth, oh. and like you said, a really great person to boot. So congratulations, Michael, on a great career, man. He can do whatever he wants now. I got a picture right there. They're up top. Michael Brantley and Tito together at an all He's rich, game. rich too, right? Like he's, he he's He did well. Yeah. He did well, and he earned every bit of that dough. Every. Uh, by the way, he was the player to be named later in the CC Sabathia to Milwaukee deal. Oh. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Brewers. Okay. That one is good for the Brewers too. It's a good trade yeah, for was, both teams. It was a good good few months. Much yeah. better for the for the Guardians down the road. All right, we're going to start with another former Guardian, Trevor Bauer. He has started to make the media rounds. It began on Thursday on Fox News. It continued with some radio interviews on Friday. Uh, just to get some of the uh, legal stuff out of the way, he is free to return to play Major League Baseball. Uh, he spent the last year in Japan. He has had his suspension reduced to 194 games. It was the longest ever served for the uh, sexual wrongdoing and domestic violence policy that they've got in Major League Baseball. Uh, Bauer has settled one sexual assault case against him without any money changing hands. Uh, he's told Fox News there's still another case that is outstanding and reportedly at least two others out there as well. As for Bauer's interview on Fox News, he did say he wants to compete at baseball's highest level, and he also says he's a changed man. I know that I've made mistakes. That's kind of what I am trying to focus on. Um, how do I get better from the experiences that I've had? Uh, I've made mistakes in my personal life. Um, yeah, I'm really detail-oriented when it comes to baseball and my training, but I didn't apply the same level of scrutiny to my, my personal life. And uh, I made mistakes. I agreed to do things I shouldn't have done. It was reckless. Um, it hurt a lot of people along the way. Uh, made things very difficult for Major League Baseball, for the Dodgers, my teammates, friends, family, people close to me. Um, so I've done a lot of reflecting on that and made a lot of changes in my life to, to address that. Um, not having casual sexual relationships anymore, for, for example. I also, uh, you know, I made a lot of people in the media mad. I was very immature with how I handled things when people would write things about me that I didn't agree with. I should have just had a private <laughs> adult conversation with someone. Do you think that Trevor Bauer will throw a pitch for a major league team in 2024? I'll answer that bluntly and say no. Um, and not that... I'm siding one way or the other. I think this is a very delicate, you know, situation to talk about. And we haven't really done it on this show too much. Um, I will say this. I am a believer in second chances. Um, he has paid his dues, whatever, you know, um, whatever major league baseball 
put down on him. He served that suspension. He went overseas, did all that. And I know there's more case. The reason I say no is because of the other two cases that I, I don't know anything about. So I can't really speak on those, but mm -hmm. I don't think he'll pitch as long as there's, there are legal, you know, there are pending legal cases, either he's filing against somebody or they're filing against him. Now I'll say this, if those other two that are pending, um, are anything like the one that has been settled, then he should be pitching in Major League Baseball. I mean, I think we kind of have seen that that one, it was, in my opinion, all the facts and, and things I've read about it, it, it seems like it was a setup. Now, where there's some some heavy things going on, um, Bauer, the Bauer claims were consensual, sure. But, I mean, that one seems to me like it shouldn't have really been even brought you know, to a, a case in a trial. And, and I don't think it was because it was settled. So... To answer your question, and again, I think this is very delicate. You know, I, I think that there is a side of this where, you know, uh, as a man and in this society that we live in, you really start to believe the accusations. Um, and, you know, we're in a, a country where it's you're supposed to be proven uh, you're innocent until proven guilty. And I think that a lot of us are guilty of, you know, just um, assuming that accusations are correct. Um and again, I'm saying this is a very delicate situation. This guy, Trevor's been through a lot. And if this was all for naught and this and these allegations were false against him, then that's it's a really tough situation to put a guy in. And he has, like he's mentioned, he's ruined some relationships in Major League Baseball with teammates that I've talked to. He's just kind of a different guy. He does have a backstory. He was bullied and uh, you know coming up as a kid. That doesn't mean you can just do whatever you want and as an adult. Um, but I think there are reasons that he's not, um, you know, necessarily a quote unquote great clubhouse guy. He kind of has always done his own thing. And that's the first thing that people will say to you that have played with him. He's, he's just kind of his own dude. Like he does his own thing. Um, I don't know. I think I'm rambling a little bit, C. Rosie, but I don't think he pitches in baseball this year as long as there are still legal cases pending. Can we? Act like adults here for a second. Here's yes. the reason that you're uncomfortable about it. It's sickening that we have to talk about stuff like this, right? We want to talk about baseball and fun stuff. We don't want to talk about court proceedings and possible lawsuits and sexual assault claims and possible uh, and a woman perhaps trying to extort money. What's fun about that? Nothing. Because whatever you say as somebody who streams baseball for a living Somebody's going to be mad at you. Somebody's going to say, oh, Rose, you hate Trevor Bauer. You need to apologize to him for what you've said in the past. First of all, check what I've said in the past. Not once did I ever say that he was criminally charged. He was never criminally charged. Not once have I ever said that as long as he has gone and served his suspension, that he's got to be kicked out of baseball. He doesn't. Now, if you're asking me if I were one of 30 owners, would I want him on my team? The answer is absolutely not. That's the answer I'm going to say today. Do I think he'll play for a team? I don't think so because of what you've mentioned, that there's at least one case that is pending that Trevor Bauer came out on Fox News and said there are reports of at least two more that could be. And if I were an owner, I wouldn't want anything to do with that. People say, well, you don't want to win. Bullshit. There's plenty of really good pitchers out there that I could win with that don't have a track record the way that Trevor Bauer does. And we're not just talking about the sexual assault claims. It happened way before the Dodgers signed him. I remember at the Dodgers press conference, Andrew Friedman was asked about that. We're comfortable with what with his past and that he's learned and he's he's grown. 
He didn't. He didn't apologize for anything on Fox News. He didn't. He did not apologize. He said, I'm learning. I'm a changed man. I've learned different ways, all that sort of stuff. And people say, well, Rose, you don't believe in second chances? I do. But I wouldn't in this case. You don't have to give second chances to everybody. And if I were an owner, I would say no. Is it possible that it's going to cost my team a, a shot at the playoffs? Possibly. But you're not. it's not as simple as does Trevor Bauer make your team better. Don't you agree? It's not as simple as that. Sure, but here's, I mean, the counter to that, like I said, with those, whatever open cases that are out there, if those came back and they played out similarly to the first case that you has can't been say settled, that, Trevor. I'm just you cannot I'm, I'm, say I'm, that they're individual cases. Chris, you, the only the only thing the only does, Chris, the only know, thing okay. you do on this show is ask me hypothetical questions. I'm asking you a hypothetical question now. If those two cases came back the same way that the first case came back, the one that was settled for no money, and you knew what you know about the first case was the same about those other two cases, would you welcome him back then? I still wouldn't want him on my team. I wouldn't want him based on what he did before all that stuff, before anything that was alleged. You're talking about throwing of, a baseball from Tito. You're talking no, about that cutting stuff his is hand. Tell me what you're I'm talking, talking about. I'm talking about the stuff where he bullied uh, a young college girl online. and then He got did his apologize entire... for that. He did apologize oh, I'm for sorry. that. I'm sorry. Sorry about that. When you're a guy that's in your mid to late 20s and you're bullying a college kid online, listen, dude, I'm sorry. Like Some of that stuff, I just don't need it. I don't need it. Okay. I don't need it. And people say, well, you're letting other guys in the league. Once again, yes. And by the way, I, I know what you're, you're going to write in the comments. Rose, you root for a team in the NFL who brought a quarterback in. Totally different story when you're talking about who you're rooting for and how you're running a business. Okay? I'm not. When you're running a business, you are making decisions on how it can impact your clubhouse, your team, PR, selling tickets, everything. And I just wouldn't want it. I wouldn't want it. And I'm being honest, and I'm sorry, I'm not going to tiptoe around this little thing because I'm worried that a few Trevor Bauer fans on the internet are going to say, oh, you're being hypocritical. I'm not worried about that. Because at the end of the day, you have to be able to put your head on the pillow at night and feel good. You're not going to get every employee that you hire is not going to work out. Some are going to be raging assholes. Others are going to break the law, stuff like that. You have to make the decision. And I I wouldn't be okay with him. I still think it's tough for us to even debate about this or talk about this because we don't have all the facts in front of us. In fact, you know, even on the interview, he said, I can't really comment on these situations because there are ongoing legal pr procedures. So, you know, for me, it's difficult to make a decision. Again, I think if you're a guy who gets, you know, wrongly accused of something, you shouldn't, the accusation shouldn't be just as bad as being convicted. I, I firmly believe that. So, again, I don't know all the truth. I know what happened when they settled the first case. It seemed like it was a farce. That's my opinion. Um, if the other two are just like that, then I, I don't think that. What like, if the uh, other two aren't like that? Then he shouldn't play. Yeah, if they, if that comes back and those two are for real and 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 there was some actual assault that happened, then obviously I don't want him playing Major League Baseball. That's but we don't know that, and I know that the first one came back and it seemed like a farce, and there was a settlement for no money. So I'm not ready to just say you got accused, you're out. I can't I can't do that, man. I can't. By the way, I didn't say that either. I did. Did I say that he doesn't deserve to play Major League Baseball? You said you you didn't want him. Yeah. 
I said what I said was if I were an owner, I wouldn't hire him. That's different than not being sure. able to work. I'm not prevent. I would never prevent somebody from working. If somebody else wanted to hire him, if if a major league team wants to hire him, go for it. Go for it. Hopefully it'll work out for you. I don't know how it would work out, but I think you and I are in the same boat. I don't think that he pitches this year. Don't you think this is an this is interesting timing for him? Like, why now? He's doing it what because he's now? desperate. He desperately wants to play baseball, and so he's. Of course go he does. A- that's his. But that's like you. Yeah, that's been his dream all along, and it got so, and, and it got taken away, whether rightfully or wrongfully. It got taken away from him. When you lose something, that I mean, if you've spent any time around Trevor Bauer, I mean. Baseball is his life. I mean, this yes, is the is. thing that's the thing that's given him joy, you know, and what he'll say was like not a great childhood was baseball. So you took that that got taken away from him, whether it's right or wrong. We honestly still don't know. So that's why it's very difficult for us to talk about it. I mean, obviously, he wants back in. Why wouldn't you? Nobody wants to. Nobody who's made it to the big leagues wants to play in Korea, wants to play in Japan. Maybe Adam Jones did at the end because he's a travel guy. But Typically, you're over. You're only over there because you can't play in the big leagues anymore. That's the truth. So, yeah. like, he wants. He said it in, in the Fox. I I think I'm one of the best pitchers in the world still, and I want to play Major League Baseball. I do. I think that's going to happen this year. I don't, unless those two other cases, three other cases, get taken care of. Yeah, I don't think, and I don't think that's going to happen this year. He's allowed to play baseball. I would never prevent him from doing it as long as he's, you know, served his time, which he has. He's served his punishment. And one other thing, just to keep in mind, we don't know that Major League Baseball overstepped its bounds. You don't have to be criminally charged in order to be suspended by Major League Baseball, right? You know that because you used to be a part of the negotiations. So that's worked out between the PA. Now, if you want to make the argument that it was too um, tough a penalty or anything else, we don't know what Major League Baseball found in its investigations. We don't know. Sure. So there are other things that we might not be privy to that the league knows about. And by the way, wouldn't you think that Trevor Bauer would sue Major League Baseball? That's a lot of money that he had to give up. A lot of money. That could be in the future, C. Rose. Right now he's trying to get back in the game. If it doesn't happen and he feels like he's got blackballed, um, you know, unjustfully, then I, I would assume a lawsuit would be coming, yes. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting. Uh, my distaste for Trevor Bauer started long before any sort of allegation, and that's that's the reason why I wouldn't want him on my team. Okay. That's why. Once again, he has a right to work. If somebody wants to hire him, go for it. You're allowed to. Somebody can hire him. It just wouldn't be my team. I just don't have a team. You know All right, let's get back to a little baseball, if you don't mind. Chris Sale, traded the other day from Boston to Atlanta, has now signed an extension, so that means he will be a Brave for at least the next two years. Uh, obviously, he's got um, some recent injury history. Some of it is freakish, right? He took a baseball. Uh, Aaron Hicks hit a ball, broke a finger, uh, had some other stuff where he fell off a bike. But that was the main topic of his introductory Zoom on Thursday. This is the first time in, in quite a while I've been able to uh, have a normal offseason. I've been doing a lot of shoulder program, uh, a lot of long tossing, just a lot of baseball activity. Uh, things that I know that are going to prepare me for uh, not only getting through spring training, but getting through the season and, and beyond. 
Uh, I just, I need reps. You know, it's the one thing I wasn't able to do for a long time was just play catch. And I just had to get my arm in throwing shape. And I've been able to do that this off season. Bad flashbacks for you there, by the way. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Those righties swinging over that slider. Oh my gosh, man. All I right, actually have so, decent numbers against sale. So relax, Chris. Okay, good, good. No, I'm just saying it doesn't look fun. Um, so the Braves have kind of handled their starting pitching rotation with an interesting twist over the last few years, right? Strider was brought up. They gave him a $75 million extension. Other than that, a guy like Charlie Morton, they go year to year. They backfill some of their spots with young up, up and coming guys who have done a nice job. Do you get what they're doing with their starting pitching staff? Or do you think it's a little odd that they haven't gone out and tried to get that big dog, you know, by a free agency or a trade where he's got, you know, five years left on a deal. Um, obviously what they're doing is working zeros. I know it hasn't happened in the playoffs for them, but they've set themselves up for the, uh, the next decade uh, to be competing for a world series title. So what they're doing is working. I was going to preface my answer by saying, or asking you a question, who do you think mm -hmm. the top three organizations in baseball are right now? Or just in the last five, six years, I would say. So who's the third? Because it's the Braves, Dodgers, and... I'd say the Rays. Everyone talks about the Rays. You know, sure. the, Ra the Dodgers are Rays with money, all that. Yep. Until this offseason, all those teams have operated the same way in regards to free agent and starting pitching. They've promoted from within. They've taken guys on one-year deals. Um, and then the Dodgers this year went out and, you know, got Yamamoto, got... Otani got glass now to an extension. So they kind of uh, bucked the trend a little bit there. But I, I think what these organizations are saying is we can draft and we can develop pitching. And we think that market is inflated and we'll let these other teams go and bloat their payroll and get over these uh, competitive balance tax tiers. And we'll kind of just do it our own way. Um, so you can't really knock what they've done. Now, should, should they have been in on some of these uh, big free agent pitchers? Sure, I think they probably were in on some of them at least. You never really hear all the stories that that come out of free agency, but I think what they're doing is working. And you know, for the the contract that they got sale in is a masterclass again. I mean, they're actually netting a million dollars profit this year with sale because he's only making sixteen, and Boston is paying seventeen of it. Like that's that's crazy. So they're finding ways to get performances uh, and not spending $25, $30 million a year on a starting pitcher. So I think it's working for them. And, uh, you know, with Sale, you know, he said he's coming back healthy. He feels like it's been the best offseason he's had in a long time. And we just, I mean, he has the ability to be a very good pitcher. And they did this with Charlie Morton, too. Go look at the stats when they brought Morton in for the first time. It, he wasn't coming off some awesome year. So they believe they can make some adjustments. So they believe in their player development. They believe in their scouting. They believe in their drafting. And they believe the market's inflated. So I, I'm not going to knock them for what they've done. I think it's it's worked out for them. No, I, I, I would never knock them. I just find it interesting, right? Their top position players this year, Matt Olson, Austin Riley, Ronald Acuna, are going to make 22, 21, and 17 million respectively. I mean, think of that for a second. For... $60 million, you get those three guys. Pretty good. That is incredible. And so it does kind of open them up to go get a stud, it feels like, if they wanted to. To me, 
not that I'm questioning it. I'm curious about why Max Freed is headed to his walk year. That, to me, is the one, right? Yeah. They had him in his mid-20s, and he was a stud, and he helped him win a World Series, and you never heard anything about an, an extension being close. To me, I think that's the one I, I, I'm not questioning, but I'm curious about. I'm curious too because he's not a Boris guy, and you know you hear some teams won't work with Boris uh, specifically on long-term deals because they believe they'll get nowhere. Uh, he is a CAA guy. I do know his agent. Um, he seems to me again like I'm not in his brain, but I do know him fairly well. Like he would welcome an extension mm -hmm. in Atlanta and want to pitch there for a long time and have that comfortability. But I think they waited too long. That's the bottom line is I think they just waited too long yeah. to get something done. And we don't know if they had talks early on in his his career, which they probably did. They probably offered him, you know, what Ozzy Albies got or what Acuna <laughs> got the first time around. And he said no to that. Uh, and then it just got, he got too good. Yeah. That's, yep. You know, you, when you get too good and you get close to free agency, you're not going to, you're not going to sign an extension. And by the way, to get Spencer Strider for six years and 75 mil, you get an A plus plus on that one. Woo! Yep, yep. That's insane. They're get they're getting paid a million dollars to have Chris Sale in their rotation. They're four Speak starter. Someone's paying them to do that. Speaking of which, your numbers: fifteen for fifty three. That's a two eighty three clip and a three fifty six on base against Chris Sale. Damn, he's lucky you're doing this show and not yeah swinging the swinging the bat <laughs> against him. Uh, staying in the NL East, the Mets made a move. One year, 10.5 mil for Harrison Bader, giving him a little more outfield depth. Obviously, a very, very good defensive center fielder. Who knows what that means for Brandon Nimmo. Uh, obviously, Bader much better against left-handed pitching than he is right-handed pitching. But big picture here on the Mets offseason, does it feel like they have punted during a rather quiet last few months? Uh, originally I was going to say, yes, it feels like they punted on 2024 and they've talked about it being a transitional year. We've talked about that on this show. Uh, but then I started, they've brought in a lot of people. It hasn't been the massive names that they've tried to go after. Uh, but Severino, Joy Wendell, Jorge Lopez, Austin Adams, Michael Tonkin. Uh, they got Hauser and Tyrone Taylor from the Brewers, Penn Murphy, Zach Short, Tyler Heineman, my guy. They brought in a lot of people. Now they missed on Yamamoto. Mm -hmm. Um, which obviously they said that was their main target. Uh, didn't get him. So they, I mean, they've done things. I started to realize, or I read, and then I said, "Oh, that makes sense." That you know, when Stearns comes over, a, a GM or a president of baseball ops comes over, it's going to take some time for him to really know what you have in the system, to really understand where you stand as an organization. So I think. I'm actually okay. They, first of all, their payroll is still extremely high this year. It's not like they've just like hunted off money. Uh, they haven't done that. Um, I'm okay with him getting in and they're diagnosing the organization. What do we got? Do I? I see the rankings. I need to see the player. I need to. I need to see. I need to talk to our scouting department. I need to see where we're at and who we think is going to help us, and then we can really start to make some decisions as far as free agency, who we're extending, is Pete going to be back? All these things. I, th I think it's actually okay. And if I was a Mets fan, if you really think about it that way, where we need to give this guy some time to just check the organization out, I think you'll you'll be okay with the offseason. Once the season starts, and if you're losing, then I understand you, you're you going to be upset, and that's okay. Uh, but big picture, I think, 
giving Stern some time to check the organization out, I think is fine. Clock's ticking though. Yeah. It was five yes. years, that little five year window where we're going to win a World Series. Or the they no, he took that back already. He took that back. Already. He walked it back. Yeah. Uh, so when you read all those names, I kind of forgot about some of them that they have made some moves where guys are going to end up being on that 26 man roster and probably going to end up helping them. The problem is what has transpired in the previous two off seasons where you have brought in Verlander and Scherzer. You kept Nimmo. You extended McNeil. You brought in Singa, Quintana. You sprinkled in a Tommy Pham. You traded for Chris Bassett, Escobar, Canna, Marte. Like all that stuff is, those are big, big names and a lot of dough you brought in. So if you don't match it, then it feels like it was an empty offseason. So I'm happy that you read the names that you did because I personally forgot about a lot of those guys. Now, not that I'm a diehard Mets fan and watching every move they make, but I kind of pay attention to baseball. And so I thought that was good. Now, the question is, can they go from 75 wins to 90 and get back in this thing? Because it still feels like there is a ton of talent there. You're asking me that question? Can they improve by 15 games? Yes. I think I think yes. I think there are times where I think that you could talk about us in any given season and say there's probably 10 wins or losses that could go the other, one way or the other. Mm-hmm. So could they go to 90 wins? I don't I, I actually I don't know. I will say no. I'll say no. Do I think they can climb into contention and get to like that 84 win mark? Yes. 100%. I think I think they're in contention. They're going to be pulling the trigger on something. I just yeah, then I, it can, and then it can then happen it at the trade deadline. Sure, yeah, but for them to go with this roster and say we're going to improve by 15 games, that's that's quite a leap. But like I said, I think you could probably look at let's just say eight to ten games throughout a season that could go either way, depending on you know an error or a missed call or just a bad at bat or something like that. So can they improve to 84 wins and get to where? Was that the Phillies were 84 wins? Who was the 84 wins last year? Might have been the Marlins. Diamondbacks. Uh, Diamondbacks and Marlins were right there, yeah. I think the Phillies the year before were 84 years. So uh, I think they can get to that point and be actually in contention for a wild card spot. I do. Uh, Moving on, Andy Martino of SNY says that Blake Snell has privately said he wants to be a New York Yankee. Is getting the reigning NL Cy Young Award winner a luxury or a necessity? I will say, to answer your question, I think it's a luxury. Um, I guess depending on what you what you're thinking like is it a necessity for them if it if they want to be like a, a top dog in the american league yes well then that's not a that's not a luxury i mean it's they want to be the top dog i think they could still make the playoffs and have a chance without blake snow i i, I mean this lineup obviously we know they improved their lineup a lot bringing in soto bringing in verdugo like the lineup is really doing it for me and that last year that was Obviously, a big problem for them was offensive production. I really like this lineup right now. I really, really do like this lineup. And then for me, like the the rotation, yeah, they need some help. They wanted Yamamoto. They didn't get Yamamoto. Um, but like, what's Rodon? What's what's he gonna do? Like, That's if if Rodon question. if Rodon comes back and is a shell of what he's shown, or not a shell, but if he if he's what he's shown before, then you know, I think they could make do. Like, they they got some arms. They got some guys coming up. Like we never give enough credit to young guys, especially me. I really don't. Uh, but like everybody's a young guy until they're not, until they come do it. So like, I still think it's a luxury. If they brought in Blake Snell, I think they'd be 
like a top two, top three team in the American League without oh, a doubt. Absolutely. Without yeah. a doubt. So like if that's your benchmark, then sure, it's a necessity. But making playoffs and being a competitive team, I think it's a luxury. I don't know if Blake Snell's a great fit in New York. Why not? I don't know. He feels more West Coast. I know he's from Seattle. I know that he played, he in, played in Tampa. Tampa. I know, but that's a come on. Playing in Tampa, he might as well play on Pluto in terms of national baseball. That's interest. East Coast. But it's not like so what if you don't do well, who's who's yelling at you? You think okay, I, I will say this. I think you're talking about media pressure and all that stuff. Blake Snell yeah. does not give a excuse my language, a fuck about that. He okay, doesn't. but there have been times where the wheels have come off and he'll give you four and a third for three straight weeks. And there's times where he was phenomenal. There's but also times the- where he won two Cy Young Awards. What do you mean? I, I get it. And there were times where he was down. I'm just saying that New York has chewed up and spit out people who have been very, yeah. very good baseball, baseball players. Baseball very, does very- that in general. Not every city does. No. Not every city. You, you cannot tell me that all 30 cities are the same when it comes to me. No, no. Look, obviously, there's more media pressure there. There's just more people. They'll ask you more pointed questions. They don't, those reporters there are ruthless. They don't care. They're not going to develop their relationships with you and the they way they care. Like they care day in and day out about the product and they overreact sure. good and bad. And that's what makes it fun to, to watch. Um, look at this, Dan, producer. I Dan. know. I career know. 577 ERA and 12 career starts at Yankee Stadium if you care, in parentheses. By the way, that sort of stuff drives me nuts. Oh, he hits well in this park. Well, that's maybe because he's going to get your shitty pitching. Yeah, that, like, that, you ever that's consider part that? of it. It's so, part of it. But um, I do think that it's a necessity. I do. I'm worried about Rodon. I do. Just competing or, or World Series Listen, or after what? Garrett Cole, that means something. But wouldn't you admit that there are a lot of question marks after Garrett Cole? Yes, this... 100%. Yes. And and I thought going into last year that the Yankees had the best rotation in baseball going into 2023. You did say that. You did say that. I really did. And I was as off as I could be. I was as off on that as I was with my Alec Manoa Cy Young prediction, which I think oh, was right goodness. next to me on that one. Weren't you? <laughs> Didn't you say yes. Alec Manoa too? Yeah. Oh, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Cy Young? I think so. Did I say that? We both had Otani as the MVP. I still believe in Alec Manoa. How about that? We can discuss that at a later date. Okay. All right, last thing, because we got to get going here. Back to Chris Sale. Um, So he's from the South. He was a Braves fan growing up, and he gave us this little anecdote during his introductory news conference. My first autograph I got was from Chipper Jones. I went went to a camp. Uh, got a picture with him. I'm, I think I was like 12 years old, 13 years old. Uh, you know, got a picture with him. He signed a baseball for us, and uh, it was great. Very cool story. I liked it. Um, best picture you have, either with you with a celebrity or your kids with a celebrity? Uh, first of all, tr- shout out Travis Lee. That was my first autograph ever. Nice. Uh, Same Tampa Bay Devil Ray. Uh Dan has my picture. I think I've spoken to this um, on the show before, but prior to a season in Minnesota, we were in spring training in Fort Myers, and that's not the guy, Dan. That's D.C. Parmet, my guy, who is Elton John's tour manager. Oh, yes. That is DC awesome. is a massive Twins fan. He has a TC tattoo on his stomach right there. That's the first guy Dan showed. But there we are with Sir 
Elton John. That's me, Phil Hughes, Mauer, Dozier, and that's uh, Joe's father-in-law. Uh, he shouted us out uh, on stage. Like we hung with them in the tour bus. He's a massive Atlanta Braves fan, massive yes. and like a real deal baseball knower. So it was really That's cool great. to meet him. And and obviously he's like one of the most famous people in the world. So by the way, his show is unreal. Michelle got his tickets to like his closing tour, which was five years ago, and it's been such bullshit because he's had. He's a still doing a couple closing, closing tours. Yes, he's still raking in the millions per show or whatever. He's got energy, doesn't he? It, it's he's incredible. He's in, even if you don't like his music, which I I've, I've always loved his music. He is a phenomenal artist. Yes. That's a great photo. For me, it's the kids. Um, this is from oh, probably twelve Whoa. years ago. Josh and Brady. Brady's sitting on LeBron's lap after a practice. They were out here at UCLA practicing, so I took him. And LeBron just grabbed Brady and put him up on his knee. How cool! How cool is that? That's, shot? Ama- that's an amazing picture right there. Right? What a cool dad you are. Yeah, I used to be. Not anymore. Can't pull any strings now. Now the closest I get is a picture with with Jake. <laughs> would LeBron even know who you are anymore? You know what? He probably would remember. They said, everybody hey, knows you, C. Rose. That was a trick question, bro. You're very famous, and especially in the sports world. No, no, no. Uh, moderately. Not very, but those uh good good strolled down memory lane. And if you're joining us audio only today, go to our YouTube channel, um, and check out today's edition of Baseball Today because it's got some cool photos there. Everybody have a wonderful weekend. We are back at it again next week as we are inching closer to spring training. Feel like we're about five ish weeks away, and cannot wait for the start of it all. For our one of a kind producer Dan Roark. The uber-talented Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose. We will see you next week on Baseball Today.